Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today I'm eager to feature the juggernaut Jim Morris. Jim is an entrepreneur, investor, keynote speaker, event, and podcast host. His goal is to assemble an atmosphere of vulnerability and belonging within his community and events by creating arenas to sharpen your skills and grow together. I love how he leads from his heart and has a true desire to make a massive impact on the world. It's an honor to host this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jim. Thank you, Dan. I'm very, very appreciative to have an amazing conversation with you over the next 45 minutes. So it is my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, man. And I know you live with like a servant's heart and you're really creating a massive impact on the world. So that's why I wanted to have you on today. And you know, really to kick things off, I'd love to start with your backstory, learn a little bit more myself here. And I'm interested to hear more about, you know, those early experiences and struggles that shaped your resilience and who you are today. Love that. Love that. I've got a lot of failures to share. So uh, if I went through all of them, uh, we'd be here for 24 hours, right? Uh, but my background has been, I always inspired to be an entrepreneur. I always inspired to make an impact on others. And it wasn't till about two years ago where I really dove into that vision. Um, you know, I worked in corporate, I, you know, grew up very average, um, you know, and through those processes, through those experiences, I just wasn't thinking big enough. You know, I had a, a, a great career. I was making a lot of money, but there was something that was burning in my heart. There was something where I would hit a level of success and I would get that raise. I'd get that increase. I'd get that title. I'd get that position. I wanted to travel. So then I started running the whole East Coast. Right. So I kept stacking up and still was feeling something that just didn't seem right. And what I was doing was I was suppressing those emotions. Um, And through that suppression, I started drinking a little bit more. I started making stupid mistakes and really put myself in a sphere of people in proximity that was not going to take me to the places I wanted. So I woke up one day. That's really what happened. And I said, and I actually started by going to a conference, 
um, you know, I heard someone say the relationship with yourself is the most important. And that next day I had a real conversation with myself in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. And I didn't like the vision I had for my future. I didn't like how I saw self-worth in myself. And I had a lot of resentment and a lot of blame. My parents were addicted to Oxycontin. So at 14 years old, I found out from a friend that they were full-blown addicts. And these my parents weren't someone who did drugs their whole life and fell into to Oxycontin. My dad fell off a telephone pole at work and broke both of his knees. Six months later, my mom had lung cancer and had half her lung removed, right? So this is the blue collar, you know, opioid pandemic that we lived in over the last 20 years. And I had a lot of resentment and I had a lot of suppression. So for me, the journey has been to get over that and then really step into where I want to be and how I want to help people. So my entrepreneurial background really predicated to about five years ago where I started an organic frozen beverage company. Well, we blew up, right? And I left the corporate world. I started investing in real estate, started transacting real estate, and then COVID hit. And my business that had 56 contracts in 2020, and we were surpassing a million in revenue the first year, and we're planning on going to three based on those contracts, they all were wiped away, right? So I found myself in a situation where I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I took the jump. I was out of corporate. And those next steps allowed me to be and form the person I am today because I sold that business. I started a consulting company. My partner left me. That was also successful. I started an event company. That was successful. I got lost along the way, was throwing events for the wrong reason. And about a year ago, I said, I'm going all in on helping folks. I'm creating a goal to help 1,100,100 entrepreneurs. And this is my calling. I have found my purpose and I have found something that fills the heart, utilizes the logic and has put me in an atmosphere, building relationships with amazing people. You know, I'm a firm believer of relationships are rocket ships. And as I look through the history of my life and the things that I just explained to you, I got out of my darkest days based on relationships and I've celebrated my highest moments with people and with relationships. So, you know, you, you build these relationships to help you and pull you out of the dark. You build them to help celebrate you at the top. Well, I need to be in the business of relationships and I need to be in the business of helping folks and I need to be in the business of giving a platform for education, learning, inspiration, motivation, but most important of all, a platform where you can connect with community, like-minded individuals and build those relationships because I believe you don't have to be a rocket scientist to use relationships as a rocket ship. Wow. I love that. That was a great bar that you just ended with. And, you know, it's so true that relationships are truly like the currency of life. Like I just made that up just now. <laughs> I use the word human capital, right? We hmm. talk about dollars. We talk about currency equated to green pieces of paper. Yeah. Human capital is the most important capital. 100%. Yeah. Because like, that's really what it's about in life. It's not about like, 
building that business or getting to that goal, making that amount of money. Like, yeah, those things are great. And we can create an impact with that. But really, it's the people that we meet along the way that make the biggest difference. Like we met at an event. And yes, the event was amazing. But I met you and now we're continuing this friendship and relationship. And that's what the journey is about. And so if I put all my focus on that event, like I'd be missing the main point of like what I'm getting out there and what I'm going there for. So I love that you really highlighted that point of relationships and how they're so important. And also in your story, you mentioned how that lack of self-worth really got to you at some points. And that's something that the listeners right now, we've all been there. Even if we're there right now, we all know those negative emotions and what it feels like to have a life strike and feel like you can do nothing about it. Like with your parent situation, that's an event that happened and it was out of your control for sure. And, you know, what came from that, it's tough, but, you know, stoicism philosophy, that's really changed my life and focusing on what you can control and making those positive difference. And, you know, that's what you did to bounce back. So that's why, again, I'm so excited to feature you and talk more about your story and, you know, let's the alignment is so true, man. Like, like <laughs> yeah. and, and our relationships just starting, like we're going to be doing a lot of things together. Right. And, and it, and it comes to that alignment, you know, like what you just said is how I sum up a lot of things in my life. And one thing that I would say to the listeners today is you, before you have that breakthrough is the hardest time. It's the hardest time and the hardest thing for me and I know that a lot of people struggle with this and maybe some of your listeners don't is having that faith to keep going. And because it is the most resistance is right through the breakthrough. And I've started several businesses. I've sold a business. I've closed a business. I've, you know, just uh, dis disintegrated a business with a partnership. And I've gone through all those things and I've built new businesses. But the reality of it is, is, if I let that first, if I let COVID stop my first business, I wouldn't even be here today. I'd be still in corporate. I'd still be drinking. I'd still be miserable. I probably wouldn't be married. I probably wouldn't have a beautiful little 10 month year old baby girl. Right. And, and the reality is, is if I, if I just stopped the entrepreneurial journey at that point, I would be miserable sitting here today. And I know that's hard to hear. And I know that's hard because my situation isn't your situation. And I'm talking to your listeners, right? My situation is not your situation. And I don't know what's going on in your life. But one thing I can tell you is it's the hardest before it becomes the best. Mm, so true. And, you know, getting through that, that resistance, again, that's the hardest part when you're in that launch phase or just those early stages. So what do you have for the listeners to like any advice to, you know, push past that and bounce back from when life does strike. And, you know, what are some things that you did during that season? Yeah. So it's the power of proximity. Mm. I mean, you, we hear this cliche, you are the five people that you surround yourself with. Right. And you kind of just blow that off. But if you really go back and look at your life, just take the last 10 years, go back in your highest moments, go back in your lowest moments and look who is around you. You, and then look at their character, you're going to define why those moments were high and why those moments were low. Um, the other thing that I would say is, you know, ask for help, right? Remove the ego. I, 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 this, I suck at asking for help. I'm the worst. 
it's something that I continuously, continuously, continuously have to push myself to do. Right. And for me, it's not even ego. I just think like, I I'm like, I can do this. Right. Like, I don't know how, right. So I'm not saying I don't need help and I'm great and I'm going to do this. Right. That's not my mindset. My mindset is I can do this. But the reality of it is, is why pay the dummy tax? Why do the hard stuff when you have resources or you have people that want to help you, right? Some of the biggest people in my network, some of the biggest worth 50 million, 100 million, I was scared to make that call. And when I made that call, they're like, why the fuck didn't you call me earlier, bro? And I'm like, why did I just go through that suffering and that pain? And those negative emotions and that that hitting that wall and that barrier when one phone call broke the barrier and provided six or seven other referrals, relationships that helped me grow. So I would just say it's hard, right? We talk about mindset. We talk about, you know, you can't have a negative thought and a positive thought. But when you're in the shit, mm-hmm. it's hard. And I'll share something with you very personal today that I haven't shared um, it, it because I think we're, we're on this topic, but I haven't shared this publicly. I will be releasing a podcast with my wife, but you know, last week was my dad's 10 year anniversary of dying. We lost our second child. We had a miscarriage the next day. The next day after that was my birthday. The next day after that, my wife's stepmother died. Wow. Right. So all those negative things happened, right? And I'm here to tell you, it's hard to just be like, I got a negative thought. Let me just turn it into a positive, right? But you know what got me through that week last week? You know why I'm still here smiling? You know why I'm not crying right now when I said my wife had a miscarriage? Is because the people around me, the proximity and the people I went to and asked for help. I made five or six phone calls and asked people, hey, I don't know what to do, man. I'm struggling. This just keeps happening to me. And the reality of that is, is four out of those five people have actually gone through the same thing that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have asked for help if I wasn't in a season to realize how important asking for help is. And when I did ask for help, it was like a rocket ship again, right? for my mindset, because I could level with these people like, dude, we had three miscarriages before we had our two children. And it's, and I still heard over that. So like, let's talk, let's, let's hash this thing out. Let's go through it all. Right. And by using the relationship and asking for help in those moments, I got through it, man. I'm smiling today. I'm happy. I just told you that we had a miscarriage seven days ago and I'm not even crying because I went and I asked for help and those relationships and those people lifted me up and provided the knowledge, the insight, the real rawness, the connection that I needed to move through that in this season. Now, here's the thing. I'm not over it, right? Yeah. Like, and, and traumas, you, you, you may never get over. But the cool thing is, is I'm not at the beginning anymore. I'm now in the middle of handling that situation, right? And I'm working towards getting to the end. So again, I would just say it's so important to have the right people. And it's so important to ask for help because in the darkest days, 
sometimes you just can't transition that negative thought into something happy and positive and move through it, right? Sometimes you got to have the breakdown. Sometimes you got to make the call to a friend. So yeah, that's my long-winded answer, brother. <laughs> and well, first off, like condolences to you and your wife. And, Thank you. you know, I, I can't imagine what that's like, but I'm so grateful that you have the right people around you that you can get support from and ask questions and relate with and, you know, just have that community. That's, that's so essential. And, you know, I'm so happy that you have that truly. So um, like, this is what we're talking about, the relationships guys, like this is why, like, it's the most important thing. So when life does strike with something like just terrible like that, like we have our resources, we have our people that can still uplift us in those tough times. And I don't know of a, better thing than that (laughs) like when things are bad you have other people that can lift you up to good like that's that's the best thing in life so thank you so much for getting vulnerable and sharing that yeah yeah i mean it's real it's truth it's my life and i'm not going to be someone to say hey when the shit's happening just think of a positive thought and get through it because that's really hard and there's people that can do that don't get me wrong there's probably a lot of people but for me that was really hard to just do And I needed to ask for help and I needed to lean on others. And I got through my week, man, you know, and, you know, I got the big conference coming up next month and, you know, all these situations and the old Jim Morris would have took a week off of work and, and been depressed and, and sat in his room and cried and played victim. Right. Mm -hmm. But I got back on the, the wagon. I got back on and, and, you know, my spirits are high and we, we signed up like 25 amazing people in the last week to the conference, you know? So not only does it hinder you in the moment, but not asking for help and not working through those negative thoughts and negative situations actually has a ripple effect and it's going to, it's going to affect you longer and deeper. So yeah, for me, yeah, I'm type A and I want to do things fast and I may be impatient, But even for the people who aren't, you've got to attack these negative emotions and you've got to support and you've got to ask for help because there is that ripple effect that occurs down the road. Yeah. And it's, there's also a ripple effect on those around you. So it's not just like you, that's going to have that ripple effect, but if you're feeling negative, you're going to portray negative things and just not be, you know, your true self and on fire. And you're going to say things that you wouldn't normally say, and that's going to affect other people. So it really is this ripple effect that trickles. It starts from you, but it goes everywhere out. And, you know, people pick up on energy. That's a fact. So like, man, it's it's so true. And man, this is this is such a powerful conversation already. And, you know, we already touched on like some of the questions I was going to ask you just unintentionally. But I'm curious totally. now, like since we're getting so vulnerable right now, I know this is something that you advocate for as well. Yeah. Why is vulnerability essential and especially for the men out there listening? So we grew, I believe that we grew up in a society of masculinity that vulnerability was a negative thing. But I believe that the reality is we're seeking the truth. The truth is the most powerful thing in the world, in my opinion. And because of social media, because of the distractions, because of the highlight reels, people feel that if they're vulnerable and they're honest and they're 
showing you the shit in their life that they're going through or they failed at or they struggled with, then you're going to judge them and you're going to not see them as superior or an expert in their field or a, a great person. But the reality is that's the biggest superpower. When I started being vulnerable on social media, I've the, the engagement goes up, the DMs, the collaboration, the real alignment, because I'm speaking the truth. I'm not lying. I'm not fibbing. I'm not stretching the truth. I'm giving it to you how it is, right? Like I, I'm being honest and real. So for me, I think it's really hard because our society makes it seem like being vulnerable is a negative thing because you're sharing a failure. But the reality is you learn the most during your failures and so does everybody else. So if you're seeking to actually help people and that's your true, like, I really want to help people. I believe that there's no way in hell that you're going to truly help people by not being vulnerable, honest, and telling the truth. And guess what? Perfection's not real and your life's not perfect. No one's life's perfect. Perfect doesn't exist, right? Because perfect is a manipulation or an influence of different thoughts, processes, and procedures based on what you think is perfect. And sometimes based on what others think, most of the time based on what others think. So for me, I just want to be real. And if you don't like it, or if you have an opinion, I'm okay with that. I can handle that because, and this is the, this is where the breakthrough came for Jim Morris. Once I became vulnerable and honest is when I started loving myself the most because I was not lying. I was not stretching the truth. I was not doing any of that. So when I look in the mirror every morning to brush, you know, the pearly whites, my teeth, I see myself and I like what I see because I'm not lying and I'm not putting the highlight reel out. You'll see the highlight reel, ladies and gentlemen, right? Like I, I want to show off the fun shit I get to do in life in hopes that other people seek and want to do fun shit, right? <laughs> like I'm not doing it to brag, but I'm doing it because like you're talking to a kid whose parents fully blown Oxycontin, like almost didn't get into college, got a full scholarship. They rescinded it $5,000. My parents said, we don't got five grand. Had to talk my way into community college. Like, like never thought I'd ever get on video. Never thought I'd ever step on stages you're talking to the kid who was the tallest kid in grade school, but hit puberty late and had a squeaky voice, right? Didn't have leg hair on his legs when all the other kids did. So I didn't want to speak for years, right? These are traumas. These are things that scared me. These are things that hurt me. But now you see someone who's on stages in a different state every week, right? And I'm impacting people and helping people. So I say this not to brag about Jim Morris. I say that I was a fucked up kid for a long time. But if I can work through that, if I can get real and vulnerable and honest with myself, then I can be vulnerable, real and honest with others. And I can actually make a true impact because here's the thing. And I gave this example to someone this morning. There's an amazing speaker out there that everybody on this call knows. If you listen to podcasts, you know him. And they talk about the time where they were sleeping in the car and the wife and they were and and it was miserable. And then they hit a deal and they made like a million dollars the next day and their whole life changed. Now they're a gazillionaire. 
No one gives a shit about that theory. People want to hear what the conversation in the car that night while you were sleeping in the car was with the wife. We want the real, raw, honest vulnerability, dude. Like, I don't care that you, that was tough and that was, why was it hard? Why was it tough? Did you cry? Did you ever think about committing suicide? Did you think about giving up? Did you think about going back to corporate? Did you think about leaving your wife? Was your wife going to leave you? How did you reenact re that relationship? How did you get the synergy back? How did you become so amazing now that I see you 30 years later and you've got these amazing kids and this amazing family? I want to know what happened in that damn car. And I think the whole world wants to know what happened in that car and my journey and my passion, and you can hear it in my voice probably, is to be that person that tells the real story in the car and not the theory of I was the victim and now I'm not. I want to know what was going through your head and what impact and what changes and what conversations happened when you were in the dark and who pulled you out. Because I don't believe that it was just your mind that said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to land this deal and I'm going to become a zillionaire. And in that moment, in that time, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. So I'm getting fired up. I'm getting excited, Dan. You got me rocking and rolling, man. But like, this is me. This is this is me. This is full transparency. And that's my goal is just to be vulnerable, real and raw. Yeah. And that's it. We got to find out what that conversation was in that damn car now. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'll find out one day. I, 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 I asked him, but... He was doing something else and he didn't answer my question and I'm going to actually see him in two months. So we may have to do another episode and dive into that conversation. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's hilarious. But man, going back to what you said, because that was some straight, straight truth. I was going to say bombs, but that was truth. And, you know, I want the listeners to really go back because that is something that we all struggle with and we have to battle and especially to you know, shed our scanning to get to this higher level that we want to do. We have to let some things go and we have to be vulnerable and radically honest to even get that awareness to know that, okay, something, something needs to change here. I need to change and taking that accountability, being vulnerable. And even it, it's really a superpower too, because that's what connects people. Like we think about stories. That's the ultimate connector. When someone is going through trials and tribulations and we can see ourselves in that person. And even the story that you shared with you and your wife, other people listening, they're going to connect with you on a 10 X level now because they went through that same situation and the bond between you two, even though you haven't even talked yet, it's there. And so that's really the power of vulnerability, sharing stories and, you know, being true to who you are, because at the end of the day, this is like one of the biggest life lessons that I learned. People are going to love or hate you no matter what you do. So you might as well be authentic and love yourself first. And then, you know, the right people will naturally surround themselves around you. And then you're going to repel the people that aren't in alignment with where you're going. And, you know, it's best to grow with people and, you know, not be, you know, this character in the sidelines on the bench and just, you know, not even enjoy the people that you're around and you go home and you're like, why did I even hang out with these people? So, you know, that that's, that's it, man. Vulnerability is power. And, you know, I'm so glad that we're, we're opening it up today. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to this, DM me, 
you know, get on Instagram at the real Jim Morris DM me. Like, let's talk about some of the things. If you are attracted or to, to what I said, or if you just experienced some of the things I talked about, if you want to get on stages and haven't yet, because you feel your voice is suppressed, if you've gone through a miscarriage, like DM me, let's talk. I'm here to just build a relationship and see how we can help each other through the dark storms. Yeah. And, you know, on this topic, man, it's a kind of a heavy question, but we'll see where it goes. What's been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? And, you know, what did you learn from that experience? I would say the biggest challenge that I had to overcome in my entire life was to really love myself. Um, I know that sounds like, oh, the relationship with yourself is so important, but it was so hard for me. It was so hard for me. I was doing a lot of great things. I was doing some not so great things. Um, I was hanging with great people and then I would hang with not so great people. I worked for a company and thought people were ethical and thought they were great mentors and they were exactly the opposite. So when I'm out of alignment, I tend to have resentment and I let that resentment that I had and anger for others, how they treated me affect how I treated myself. Wow. And, um, I just flipped the switch one day. I said, I'm done doing this. I have more to offer. I'm putting the money aside and I'm focusing on me because when you grow up and you eat cereal with water instead of milk and you sell weed to, to pay for college and you get hooked up in the wrong groups with the wrong people, you know, you, you have anger and resentment but also you tend to not build the character. You tend to not find the mentor that actually cares about you and isn't using you, right? So I've gone through all these life experiences and was mad and I was angry and I was playing the victim, dude. And so for me, I really had to, had to get out of that and just face my fears and my fears were, looking inside of me, looking inward. Mm. So I would just say once I, you know, I, I, I do this theory. I talk about this on stages. It's called SOS help. And you have to have the relationship with yourself. Then you can have the relationships with others. And then you can build a relationship spiritually, right? So self, others, spiritual, SOS. And it starts with self. Because if I don't love myself and if I'm not rooted and aligned with who I want to be and my core values, then how the hell am I going to help others or how am I going to invest in others via relationships if I don't even like myself? And, and then once you, you build that network and you understand your core values and you pull other core values from others that you like, then I believe you can really dive into the spiritual side of things. So. Oh, yeah. That's where, that's where I started, man. I, it sounds cliche, maybe. A lot of people are like, yeah, no shit. You got to have a good relationship with yourself. But like, go do the work and pull those demons out and, you know, check under the bed that you've been hiding these things under, you know, like, just do the work for yourself. Because if you won't do the work for yourself, you're never going to do it for someone else. And I believe we live in this world to help others and we're all one massive ecosystem Incongruence may not feel like that. Politics may be in the way for some people, whatever, but I do feel like the human connection is all aligned and 
to really make an impact, I believe you have to have a great relationship with yourself and know where you want to go. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it really is like you versus you. And so you have to overcome you to, you know, fill your cup first. And then that overflow can go into others. It's like putting on your oxygen mask first. You have to be able to be in that position so that you can help people. Because if you're just trying to help people when you're not good, you're going to be giving them advice that's like not the right advice. And that could even make their life worse. So, you know, like you want to like be in that position and, you know, to give advice too, like that's, that's not something that like we should take lightly. Like that's, that's like a big honor in a sense. And so like just treating people with respect, it starts with treating ourselves with respect, like you just said. So I'm glad that you touched on that. And, you know, going back to the mentors and surrounding yourself with the right people, that's actually a question that I'm getting more often is like, how do you find mentors? And so I'm curious, like, who are some of those big direct and indirect role models for you? And, you know, like, do you have any advice to like, get into like a mentorship position? Yeah. So for me, um, I, what I really do is I try to put myself in a position to understand someone when they're not on a stage or on a podcast, mm. because I do feel like a lot of mentors and, and people in the media, they're just, they're someone different behind closed doors. Right. So that's my first vetting. And I, and I've done that because I've been burned. I've aligned with the wrong people. I've spent a lot of money. And then I found out on the back end who they really are, what their core values are, and the facade that they put out on social media. So I would just say, get in the room. And that can be an event. That can be a meetup. That can be a Zoom call. And build the relationship so that way you can really understand that person and then align with them for mentorship. I think we tend to see a video. We tend to see a post and we're like, that's my guy or that's my girl. And we don't really do the work ahead of time because if you're as much as you're th that person may be investing in you, you need to be investing in them and investing in yourself by validating them. So I would say you got to show up. You got to get out there. You got to put yourself in the rooms and be uncomfortable. You got to spend money. That was the biggest thing for me. When I was in my twenties, I'm like, I don't need to pay this person. I'm, they're going to be a great relationship. Well, some of the mo the best people are helping so many others. You have to pay to get in the room, right? You have to pay in the mastermind or go to the event because that just gives you the opportunity. Now, if you're at an event, let's take my event, for instance, Impact Effect 23, right? There's 10 speakers. Yeah, it's $500 to get in the room. It comes with the follow-up events with the speakers. So that way they can come back and really make an effort and, and you know, your growth and answer real rock true questions uh, and have access to them and have follow-up with them. But you've got to pay to get in that room, right? And once you're in that room, you have access to talk to these 10 speakers. Like I don't put speakers on a pedestal. Right. If if a speaker comes to my event and they say, I'm going to come in and perform and leave, you ain't coming to my event. Like, I need you to make an impact on the attendees, not just from the stage, the real raw, vulnerable conversations and the answers that get 
the questions and the answers that happen in the crowd, in between speakers, during lunch, during the VIP breakfast, at the dinners, wherever, that's the real raw things that move the needle for growth. So I guess my suggestion would be, you got to try, you got to make an effort. You got to try. And when you get in those rooms, when you show up, yeah, you may have to pay, but take that opportunity serious. If you're going, if you're coming to Impact Effect 23, research every speaker, go watch their content, have five questions for every person before you show up, because that's your foundation. Those questions can change, but, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a story because this is where I messed up early on. I went to an event. I had access to every single speaker and I froze. I didn't ask the right questions and I paid $5,000. It was the biggest waste of my money. And it wasn't the person who put the conference on. It wasn't the speaker's fault. It was my fault. I didn't prepare. I froze. I had the shock of, holy shit, I got all these people in front of me and they want to help me. I'm like, uh, 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 how do you get more followers on social media? That's the dumbest question I could have asked. Um, so my uh, to, to answer <laughs> briefly with my long-winded answer, um, show up, get in the room, take a chance, and then build that relationship to really see who that person is, and then go go with them. Like Take a risk, invest with them, collaborate with them, do a podcast with them, and just try to bring value and spend time with them because these people... The real ones, they are helping hundreds of thousands of people, but they can't help you if you're not serious and if you don't take the first step, right? Because there is a hundred thousand people that will take this serious, that will take the first step, that will show up in the room, that will prepare, that will ask the questions, and that will receive the most impact. Yeah, you guys got to stand out if you want to get in that room. But, you know, something that we were talking about just before we started recording was, you know, the people of high integrity and character, because we can go look at social media. Everyone's posting the highlight reels. We see the success that other people have and we go, I want that. And we try to replicate this person based off of that thing that we saw. But we don't look at the person and their character and the things that they did to get there, because Two people could get the same high level outcome, but one person could do a sleazy way to get there, cheat everyone, lie. They're going to still get there. But then another person builds authentic relationships, networks, provides value, you know, just serves others because they want to make that impact and it's true and authentic. They're both going to get to that end goal. But who do you want to be? Like, which type of person do you want to be? So, you know, that's, that's my main takeaway and something that I'm really like, as I'm finding mentors myself and, you know, aligning myself with the right people to grow, like, that's a key thing that I look for is like, what's their integrity? What's their character? How do they treat people, you know, just on a, a Zoom call, like when the camera's off, you know, that's some of the most important things that we got to watch out for. And if something rubs you the wrong way, trust your intuition, guys, like, you know, there's a reason that you felt that way. And, we can overthink why that's wrong, but chances are that that first feeling was right. So love that we're talking about this, man. It, it's so it's so valuable. And especially for younger entrepreneurs listening, like to get to that higher level that we want, because we all want a higher level. It's best to surround ourselves with people that are already playing at that level and learning from them like yourself. <laughs> Totally, totally. And and I and I would I would the only thing I would add to this 
is put yourself in a position to receive this. And that's something that people are like, I, the speaker is famous and he's got 2.2, you know, we have someone coming to the conference with 2.2 million followers and they're real. They're real, right? Dude, don't let that stop you from asking that person a real, raw, honest question that you want that will help you move your needle. And like that's going to this available to receive that and not put all these people on the pedestal. These people are the, I've been in all the rooms. I've been in all the rooms. They're the same exact person as you and me, right? They, They have the same problems. They struggle with eating healthy on the road. They struggle with responding back to someone and they're forgetting or, you know, oh shit, I double booked a meeting and they're stressed. Like they do the same things we do, the same things. So don't put them on the pedestal. Like I'm the guy to tell you, I put them on the pedestal and it didn't mean nothing. I went into that, those, these conversations as if they're my, my cousin or my neighbor I've had the most impactful and, and the most change in my life because I'm not giving them this platform that they think they're on. And some of them are on it, right? 2.2 million followers, dude, you are the dude. But if I think you're the dude, and if I think that you're above me and I think that you're, there's no real resemblance and I'm nervous and I don't really ask the right questions, I'm only doing myself a disjustice, you know? So treat everybody like they're your neighbor. Even if they're worth a hundred million and have 2.2 million followers on Instagram. That's such a, that's such a mindset shift that I'm definitely going to apply going into situations that, you know, everyone listening can apply to. So I love that you shared that and man, like that, that was really good. I got one more thing for you. One more thing. Sorry. Drop the fire, man. Keep it coming. I'm excited. Um, One of the things I've realized the most with these folks that are just crushing it, 16, 17 book authors, bestsellers, millions of followers, millions of dollars, private jets, all these things, right? Most of them are introverts just like you. Most of them aren't going to carry the conversation because they don't know what to say. So you've got to prepare You've got to come in and ask the questions when you have the opportunity. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. And honestly, that's something that I'm realizing is like, we're all just people. Like it sounds silly, but we're all just people. And, you know, the people that are really doing it, they just have some higher standards and, you know, levels that they exceed to. And so that's really the difference. And we can all do those things that they're doing. It's just applying ourselves a little bit more and, you know, learning the things that they're doing as well, like getting a different strategy or process that's more efficient. And at the end of the day, we're all people. So, you know, don't put them on the pedestal, talk to them like they're your neighbor, like your cousin and, you know, see, just, just have a a interaction, like don't overthink it. It's just, you know, just to show up. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, man, we, this has been an incredible conversation. I got two more questions before we wrap up and, you know, I want to keep it on the event side of things with your impact event coming up next month. What is something that like, I guess, like, what are you like most excited about events and like, what do you want the people coming to this event, like to get out of it? Yeah. Um, I want people 
to build the right relationships, right? Yeah. The knowledge that you're going to get from the speakers is, is amazing, right? There's, I'm not downplaying that by any means, but the people in the crowd, the relationships with the speakers, you have the opportunities to build these, take advantage, right? A lot of times you've got to pay thousands of dollars to have a conversation with the speaker. A lot of times you leave a conference and based on my interviews, 10 to 12 days later, you lose the inspiration or you typically hit a roadblock, right? So I'm doing something completely different. We're doing the one day conference, but we bring you back for four live events with the follow-up and with the Q&A to really move the needle because you're going to hit a roadblock. And most of the time after these events, you got to go pay for coaching. You got to go buy into a mastermind. You got to buy the next package for the next event to get in front of these people. I'm eliminating all that. I've done that. That sucks. That sucks. So come to the conference, make some relationships. Like we're curating the room. I refunded someone's ticket because they had a bad attitude last week. Like I'm not letting any cancers into this. This is my house that I've been building for a year and I need the right people in the room. So just that integrity that I have and that intentionality is different than anything I've ever experienced. We also call every attendee and ask how we can move their needle. Who do you want to meet? Who do you want to be around? And then we sit you next to those people because we have, because I'm, I'm calling as the owner of the company, every single person who bought a ticket. So we're strategically trying to cultivate and curate opportunities for life-changing conversations or that will move the needle in your business based on where we sit you. And then we bring you back so that way you don't have to spend more money. And when you hit the roadblock, you can actually ask the question to that specific speaker and get your answer and then keep going on running and going through walls and making stuff happen. Man, that's incredible. Like most events, it's like they pump you up, you get the inspiration, you'll get some tools, but then it's like, now what the heck do I do? This is different. Like you're continuing to follow up and give them the tools, give them the resources and answer their questions that they're inevitably going to have when, you know, they apply themselves. But then this unforeseen obstacle comes in the way and it's like, well, now what do I do? We got the answers for you guys. So I love that. And man, it's going to be very impactful if the name doesn't, you know, say it itself. So. <laughs> Man, Thank you. we're going to wrap it up with one final question. Super stoked for this event coming. So, man, what is one of what's one of those things that creates an X factor for you to be successful? If there's like this one thing, like what's Jim's like secret sauce? My secret sauce. Um, I'm in the season of asking for help. Mm. You can't do this thing alone if you've got big dreams. That's really what it comes down to. If you really want to help a lot of people or impact a lot of people, you can't, you do not have the bandwidth. So ask for help. And that, that can mean, Hey, I need your help on a project base. That can mean, Hey, I need some advice that mean, Hey, can I grab a phone call for 15 minutes? Or it could be, Hey, I need, I want to hire you. And this is my vision and mission. And they're going to come on board and you're going to pay them to help you, right? It doesn't matter if there's monetary exchange or not monetary exchange. But if you don't ask, if you don't put yourself in those positions, you're not going to receive. And I think that's the most important thing, especially for people who think they can just run through walls by themselves. But once you start thinking bigger, you realize you can't do it by yourself. 
And I, and I think that's the season I'm in right now. The other thing I would say is when it's the darkest and the hardest and you think you're fucked, you're right before the breakthrough, dude. You are right there. Keep going. Like, keep going. Don't give up. I promise you it's going to be worth it. And it's always been worth it every time I've done it. And it's always been worth it every time I've talked to anybody else. So that's what I'd leave you with today. Yeah, you guys are three inches away from gold. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't give up on yourself. And if you guys do need help, where can we connect with you on social media just to get in touch with you or show up at the event? Like we want, we're listening, we're fired up. We want to be there. How do we get involved? Yeah, so um, impacteffect23.com. That's the, the website. Um, I would love to give a 20% discount to your listeners on the tickets. So that's the entry level ticket. That's also the VIP, right? So we're talking a couple hundred bucks here. Um, so use code ML33 at checkout and you'll get 20% off. Um, and then you can follow me at, at the real Jim Morris on Instagram, Jim Morris on Facebook, Jim Morris on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm putting out a ton of content. I love your opinions, advice. Um, let's do some stuff together, guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I want to collaborate. I want to meet more amazing people. If you're listening to this podcast and me knowing Dan's integrity and who he surrounds himself with, I'm sure you're someone I want to connect with as well. So let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, man, I appreciate uh, the generosity there to share that discount. I will definitely drop that in the show notes below so everyone can get involved. Man, this has been incredible. Jim, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You are impacting and empowering generations to think and play bigger while creating a life on their terms. You lead by example with your kindness and willingness to do the right thing. And the world is a brighter and better place because of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 day wellness and resilience challenge. The ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. 
go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.